given me and, and blessed me with and taking my talents and, and trying to glorify him through through uh, my passions and my talents. Because so. we need Christians whose faith is alive right now. God doesn't ask for anything in return from us. He just wants us to trust him and believe that, you know, he is the Almighty and sent his son Jesus here to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. I'd rather share a Bible verse on Sunday morning with an audience of 100 than just try to sell products and not make any difference at all to an audience of a million. And then it's like, well, that's settled. Let's go. <laughs> we sit back and we, we develop this envious jealousy inside of us because somebody else is living the life that we want while we sit down and don't do anything about it. Get out. Go enjoy it. What is up, everybody? My name is Tyler Prue, and I am the host and founder of the Rise Kelly Podcast. The Rise Kelly Podcast exists to be a resource for people who love God, freedom, and the great outdoors. So if that's you, then you guys just came to the right place because the Rise Kelly Podcast, I mean, that's what we're all about. So thank you all for choosing to listen to the Rise Kelly Podcast today. If this is your first time, I want to especially thank you guys for taking a risk and listening to the Rise Kelly Podcast today because you could be listening to just about anything right now but you chose to listen to this show and i truly appreciate that and if this is your first time go ahead and click that subscribe button because i've got some great conversations lined out in the near future and i don't want you guys to miss out on any of those episodes now if you are a return listener i want to thank you as well because i mean the rise Khalid podcast it really it could not exist without a loyal audience and you guys are exactly it and i i'm humbled every time I look at the the demographics and I, it truly is exciting to see that you know there's people from all across the country and all across the world really I mean literally people on the other side of the world from where I am right now are choosing to listen to the Rise Elite podcast and they're listening to this show on a weekly basis so thank you guys for the incredible support I appreciate all this you guys have done and I appreciate you checking out the show and spreading the word I mean it's it's been absolutely incredible. So thank you guys for doing that. I've got a great episode lined up for you guys today. I've got a conversation with Brett Williams and Stephen Cottle of Doe Nation Outdoors. They have an incredible platform that they use to help out people in need and they are truly generous and they are they have a, a great platform that they use to honor God through donations of meat and that kind of thing. And uh, we're of course going to get into that here in just a second. But before we get into that, I want to ask you guys to connect with me on social media. I'm most active on Instagram, so you guys can find me on the, on Instagram at the handle at Rice Kill Eat. So that's all lowercase, all together, at Rice Kill Eat. And then you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash RKE afield. All right, so that's RKE as in Rice Kill Eat afield. So be sure to connect with me on those platforms where I, I of course, give updates on this podcast, but I will share some more content and that kind of thing as well. Also want to let you guys know that the Rise Kill Eat podcast is listener supported. So if you guys would like to support the Rise Kill Eat podcast and our mission of being able to continue to be a resource for people that love God, freedom, and the great outdoors, then you can go to the link that's down in the show notes of this show. You can click on that link and it'll take you directly to our podcast webpage. So you guys can support the show on a monthly basis right straight from that webpage. 
I think they've got amounts as low as like a dollar a month. So if you guys are getting any kind of value from this, then I mean, it's, I would just want to encourage you guys to, to check that out. So again, I've got Brett Williams and Stephen Cottle of Donation Outdoors on the Rice Kill Elite podcast today. I know you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. I know you guys are going to gain a lot from really just hearing their story and hearing their heart of generosity. And it's, it truly inspired me. And then I know you guys are going to enjoy it as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Brett and Steven of Donation Outdoors. All right, so I'm sitting here with Brett Williams and Stephen Cottle of Donation Outdoors. I appreciate you guys taking some time out of your evening. I know you guys have, are in the middle of your work week right now, but I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to come on the Rise Kill Eat podcast with me. Yeah, no problem, man. We appreciate you having us on. Yeah, no problem at all. No problem at all. It's definitely my pleasure. Uh, I actually had Joe Buffard on here recently, and um, we were, me and Joe were kind of talking after the fact, after we were done recording. He was giving me a whole list of guys that I should check out, and you guys were at the top of the list. And uh, Actually, this afternoon after work, I was talking to, to Joe, told him I was uh, recording with you guys. So he had nothing but good things to say about you guys, and uh, I, of course, had to, had to reach out, and I'm, I'm glad to actually be able to connect with you guys here on the, on the show. Man, it's hard to pinpoint something wrong with Joe Buffer too. I'm telling you, that's, that's a man in touch with God. He's got a direct line. He's he's our go-to. When me and Stephen have a special prayer request or any issues in our life, Joe's a, Joe's a great friend and, and a godly man, and we're pleased to call him a brother. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Joe, he's been a big help for me, too, you know, dealing with some things, especially right now with all this COVID stuff going on with, you know, church and everything. And it's uh, he's been a great sound a, a voice i guess throughout the the whole process and helped me out as well so i know you guys also were were up here recently up here in kentucky which i know of course is where i'm from and it's of course where where joe's from you guys were doing a little bit of hunting up here weren't you absolutely yeah we were it was steven's hunt i was actually running the camera and steven drew the tag so uh, it was his turn he he made the most of it yeah man we we had a phenomenal weekend i mean uh we got in the stand opening morning and 30 minutes later, we were taking pictures with a big old buck. So, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. Uh, we had a, a great nine point slip in over a ridge on us right there at the crack of daylight. Man, he walked up 20 yards and just posed broadside. And, man, it was, a, it was a good shot, 12 ring shot, and he ran about 30 yards, crashed on camera. And, man, that's how you start a season right there. We, we appreciate that, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a little bit of whatever y'all are using because I, I didn't have nearly as much luck, and I'm on the kind of a little bit of the other end of the state from you. But I, I need a little bit of whatever you guys got because it didn't go quite as good for me. But that's that's awesome that you guys got that done. And where exactly were you guys? I mean, not I guess not exactly, but where around what region of the yeah, state were you guys in? Yeah, don't don't give me the coordinates or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, we were a little south of Glasgow, Kentucky. Yeah, I think that's Eastern Kentucky. So, man, we had a phenomenal time. It's beautiful country up there. Uh, everybody was real nice. You know, everywhere we went to eat, uh, we ended up taking the doe while we were there too. So, uh, buddy that was hunting in camp, he donated a doe to us. So we come home with almost a hundred pounds of deboned meat that's ready to go right into the process and get ground and right into a food pantry. Man, that's awesome. That sounds like a pretty good all open a weekend i mean it, that's what i love about kentucky's hunting season the way they kind of got it set up and of course i might be a little biased because this is where i was born and raised but 
that's the thing I love about Kentucky's hunting season, especially whitetail, is that you get those those early September hunts where they're still on their kind of their summer patterns, and you know you can have hunts like what what you guys experienced this weekend, and uh, everything just kind of comes together. And you, you and you know, looking at it from a national standpoint, you kind of get somewhat of a first crack at the hunting season compared to some of the other states because there's some that don't you know open up until October or whatever. So that's what I love about Kentucky. Absolutely. Living here in Alabama, our season opens October 15th. And Stephen and I have always said, you know, we watch Instagram and Facebook, stuff like that. And everybody posting pictures out in the Midwest and early season hunts. And we're like, God, we could just do that one day. And, you know, here we are doing it. So mm-hmm. it's uh, the only negative to the early season is the no sims and the mosquitoes and the heat. I mean, it was hot and we was running the thermos cell. But, I mean, you just kind of you find you a shady spot and you just send it out. Yeah, you ain't kidding about that because I'm sitting here looking at my hands right now because my hands were about the only things that were uh, exposed over the weekend. I've literally got about 25 to 30 mosquito bites all over my hands just from from those dang bugs because, I mean, like you said, it was this weekend was actually a little bit cooler than what it has been, but it was about 80 degrees. And, you know, as soon as that sun started to go down, those mosquitoes came out and golly, they ate me up. <laughs> Yeah, the, the mornings were real nice. I think it was about 55 degrees mm-hmm. on Saturday morning. So they were they were comfortable. It was just the afternoon. They heated up pretty quick. We All got right. some pretty big ones here, too, those mosquitoes. That's actually the state bird for Alabama. So. <laughs> they get that big, huh? <laughs> they, get, they get something they'll clamp on to you and tote you off. <laughs> I guess I can't complain too much about mosquitoes up here because – I mean, being down in Alabama, that region, I mean, that's, like you said, that's that's kind of, uh, that's what they're known for, I guess. I mean, you could almost have a mosquito we, hunting we season. get a cold weather to hunt right there around January, second week in January. rest of the time, we're pretty much wearing short sleeves. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess you, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, uh, of course, being down in Alabama, I mean, you guys... From really, I was talking to Brett a little bit last night about your all's upcoming season. You guys really have quite a bit of a, a distance to, to travel to a lot of the places that you guys go to. I mean, Kentucky's probably not too far of a trip for you, but, you know, so how does that kind of kind of work as far as, you know, planning hunting trips and, you know, having families and all that kind of thing? It's a, it's a balancing act, I, I guarantee you. I got an 18-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son, and Stephen's got – two daughters 10 and five so it's uh it's definitely a balancing act um you know for instance we got eight out of state trips this year uh on the calendar and it's about every other weekend so mm-hmm. we're we're trying to balance it when we're at home we're we're focused on being at home and you know spending time with family and when we're on the road we're focused on on killing deer and, and creating good footage for the show so it, it's definitely a balancing act um we're very blessed and respected for the last four years we've had a uh, local car dealership that uh that puts us in a new truck on every every trip you know new or used truck but we can pull our trailer and, and we've saved a ton of miles and wear and tear on our vehicles let me tell you oh yeah that's, that's definitely a good thing to get into because i mean those those trips they can add up I and mean, i went to oklahoma over the summer to to meet with some of the buck ventures guys which i know you guys have a little bit of a history with but i mean i put well over a thousand miles on my car and just you know a matter of a few days and you know, those, those miles, I mean, on your own personal car, they can definitely add up. But, you know, more importantly, though, like you were saying, that, that balancing the family time, is it's got to be crucial, especially, you know, whenever you guys are going all over the place doing hunts and doing films and everything. 
I've got a four-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And, you know, those hunting seasons, even, you know, like here at home can get a little tricky. So I can, I can just imagine having to go somewhere, you know, out of state, especially multiple weekends at a time. So that, that's got to be tricky for you guys. Can be. Yeah. We, uh, we actually made a trip out to Oklahoma, Leedy, Oklahoma, right in the panhandle last year to hunt with Garrett Rouch and name the game outfitters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we drove there, left there after the hunt, drove to Indianapolis for the ATA, and then drove from Indianapolis back home. About 36 hours we logged in over about a six, seven-day period. Yeah, that's a lot of driving. That's a lot of driving. But... Fortunately <laughs> for me, Stephen likes to drive, so I do all the stuff. Yeah, and I do a little producing while we're on the road, pull the, pull the computer out and go through footage and stuff like that, so it works out pretty good for me. Yeah, that works out. That seems like you guys got to pretty good system there that's awesome yeah it works out because i'm a control freak i don't like i don't let brett drive i like <laughs> be behind the wheel and he likes to do social media and computer work so it just works out great that's, i guess that's the way the good lord put us together <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's great that you guys have that so uh of course you guys have been you know hunting together and everything for a while so how does your all story kind of come together as far as you know, your your backgrounds with hunting and outdoors and then, of course, meeting each other. Sure. I'll, I'll kind of kick it off. We uh, we actually grew up less than a mile and a half away from each other. He was he was only a few years behind me in school, but, you know, we played sports at the same high school. And, you know, we actually worked together. We've been working together at the same company, manufacturing company, for 15-plus years. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how it all came about. But I was introduced to hunting at a young age with my dad, granddad and my dad. But they bird hunted, so we quail hunted. And, uh, they'd go to Nebraska. They they take me to Nebraska pheasant hunting and stuff like that. But I had a an uncle that got me involved in bow hunting at age fourteen, and I was hooked. So I've bow hunted ever since then, and uh, that's my passion is is bow hunting. I'm not opposed to a rifle, but I feel like I'm more accurate with a bow in my hand than I am at a rifle. And don't say amen, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, it's about the same for me. I grew up home with my dad. You know, I killed a lot of Coke cans growing up. You know, he take me out there and sit me in the woods with a 410 for about an hour, and then he let me shoot Coke cans just to kind of pull the trigger. Uh, a lot of squirrel hunting, uh, a lot of walking, and not seeing anything. But you know, that's kind of where we started. And uh, grew up, got into bow hunting in my teenage years, and just fell in love with it. And, now that's about all I'd like to do is just pick up a boat. Uh, we we do some rifle hunting, like Brett said, but man, we we really like the archery side. Oh yeah, certainly, certainly. I can definitely relate to that. A buddy of mine, he got me into archery. It was actually just a few years ago, and um, because there for a while I was hunting just the the modern gun season, which is our like our rifle season here in Kentucky. And it's only about two and a half weeks, which is in November. But at the same time, like I was missing out on a ton of hunting just because I wasn't, I wasn't shooting archery yet. So he got me into it. And ever since then, I've, I've just very similar to you guys. I've just kind of fell in love with it. And it's been something that I do more often. I look forward to it more now than I do the, the, uh, the rifle season. Cause I mean, just, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the, the orange army. I mean, once the orange army hits the woods, you know, things change for those deer. It's thing, change, things change for just about every everybody. So, but archery, of course, gives you an opportunity to, to hunt where there's a little bit less pressure. Yeah, we like being close to the deer. You know, there's a big adrenaline rush having a deer 20 yards from you just staring at you. And, 
your old knees start wobbling and your lips starts <laughs> quivering. You know, you just you fall in love with that adrenaline rush, and you know, you, I don't think sometimes you always get that with a rifle in your hand and the deer's two hundred yards away. You know, nothing wrong with that, but we like them up close and personal, and you know, that's, that's where we get that adrenaline rush from. You learn, you learn so much by bow hunting, and I, in my opinion, I mean, you got to be better at scouting. You got to you got to find the trails. You got to find where the deer enter in the field. You got to sit up on them and. Uh, you know, it's just a more of a challenge. But again, you know, no no love lost for our, our rifle friends. You know, right. there's nothing wrong with them. our kids hunt a lot with us, and they rifle hunt. Uh, you know, they ain't quite gotten gotten into the bow hunt yet. You know, I think they will. But for now, they they enjoy rifle hunting, and they get that same emotion with shooting one with a rifle. We would do with a bow. So, you know, no matter the weapon, no matter the choice, you know, it's it's all about getting in the outdoors and enjoying conservation and and. Uh, enjoying God's beauty, honestly. That's what it what it really is for us. We spend a lot of quiet time and you know, I do a lot of prayer, meditating, you know, when we're, when it's kinda of them slow days and the stand and you know, it's just a it's a peaceful time for me, you know, to kinda of disconnect and reconnect with the Lord. Yeah, certainly. That's something that, you know, you even see Jesus doing that whenever, you know, he's got all kinds of things going on. He's got people, you know, coming up to him to try to get healed or, you know, try to listen to his message. Sometimes he just would with he would just get away from everybody and he would go off by himself and just reconnect with the father and that's that's really i mean that's something that i think a lot of hunters they we have a connection with because we spend so much time out in the woods and we spend so much time you know in secluded places where there's not a whole lot of people we have no other option except for praying and spending some time with god and kind of kind of talking with god and listening to what he has to say to us yeah absolutely i mean it's definitely a time to kind of regroup kind of give things, you know, you, you watch the sun, watch the sun rise and the light come through the trees in the early morning, and it's just, it's beautiful, you know, you, you sit there and realize you have a lot to be thankful for, that during a busy work week, you kind of lose focus and forget about what's really important, and, you know, really what our mission is as Christians, you know, you get out there in the woods and it's time to refocus and, you know, give thanks for everything we have, good quiet time. Yeah. Definitely is. Definitely is. And you guys mentioned too that, you know, like the bow hunting, of course, it gives you the, the quiet time and everything that, you know, the, as far as bow hunting goes, the scouting, I mean, how, how are you guys able to do some scouting, you know, in, in ways that, you know, if you have eight different trips that you're going on and you obviously can't get really boots on the ground. And if you're mostly bow hunting, you know, what are some ways that you guys, I guess, kind of take advantage of some scouting opportunities? Yeah, so, you know, our trip to Kentucky, we were able to go up there two weeks ago and throw up some stands, and we kind of got some ideas from the guy who leases the property where he thought some good places were, but, you know, we put out some cameras up there, some Moultrie Mobile, so we were able to get those in the woods and get them on pinch points, and, you know, we come home, we had two weeks just to sit there and watch camera pictures kind of roll in on our phone, so that was a big help, and you know, to be honest with you, on some of these trips that we've never been, you know, we just have to rely on, you know, the guide or, you know, once we get there, we have to kind of figure it out if somebody's not helping us. And uh, depends on what time of the season. Are we in rut? Is it early season? Food sources? You know, where are the does at sometimes? Or, you know, trying to find a pattern for a buck. And really just depends on what kind of season we're in. You know, as a hunter, that kind of differs for the deer, and you just got to be aware of that. 
what the situation is. That's a, that's a huge part, I guess, of, of just the, the whole process is just figuring out, you know, where they are. And like you were saying, depending on what time of the year it is. And like right now, like we were going back to, to Kentucky's early season, uh, I'm hunting primarily over a soybean field right now. And they're coming in just about every evening, sometimes different spots and they're kind of hanging out in different areas. But uh, I mean, it just depends on, on the season. And, you know, that's, that's great that you guys have those mobile cameras. It's crazy how, how the, like the, just the trail camera, the game has really changed, you know, over the past, I guess, 10 to 15 years. I remember being a teenager, you know, 15 years ago and having to actually go out and get the SD cards and switch them out and everything. And now you can literally have it sent straight to your phone. It's, it's pretty cool how technology has advanced over the past couple of decades. That's right. Yeah, we're six hours away from Kentucky, but we sit there and watch deer for two weeks. You know, every time your phone vibrates, you have to pick it up and look at it because you thought it may be another picture. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just, when it's a doe, you're like, oh, man, I thought that was going to be the big boy. You know, it's, you know, that's the fun part of it, too, is checking cameras and, you know, just taking inventory, yeah. seeing what's out there. You know, from Alabama, right here in central Alabama, we don't see a lot of big bucks, so... When we see those big bucks in Kentucky, man, it just gets you fired up. And, you know, it's a lot easier to sit in a stand for hours when you know there's huge bucks. And Kentucky's definitely got some huge bucks. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I've, I've always bragged on our fish and wildlife program because I feel like we've got some of the best fish and wildlife, I guess, departments in, in probably the nation, I think, just because of the, the way we have the management set up. I mean, you're only allowed to take one buck in Kentucky a year, but I mean, a lot of people, they get all upset about that, but at the same time, like you're consistently every year you're seeing, you know, big bucks because, you know, people have let them walk or they've been able to survive and, you know, be able to, to get through the previous season because once hunters get their, their one antlered deer, I mean, that's, that's it for them. So, you know, it of course limits the number of bucks you can get, but it's going to, it's going to produce higher quality ones. And I think states that have, you know, similar, I guess, uh, conservation efforts. I mean, you, you see a lot of the same kind of thing in, in those kind of states as well. Yeah. We appreciate it. You know, you know, we get the opportunity to travel to Kentucky just for that reason, because we know that they, you know, have good management, you know, they're growing big deer year after year and your odds of seeing a big buck there pretty good mm -hmm. yeah we actually saw three really nice bucks the last day of our hunt we're sitting on the edge of a soybean field just like you said they come up the edge of that field and walked about 10 yards up under us and i would say the smallest one was above 140 yeah and the big one was probably mid 150s and for two old central alabama guys boy we were pumped we were <laughs> fired up it was it was beautiful to see them so that's awesome. That's, I'm glad you guys had a good hunt. And, uh, I was, whenever I first connected with you guys a couple of weeks ago to get you guys on the, the rice Kill podcast, you all said that you were going to be up here hunting in, in Kentucky open a weekend. I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to have a good weekend of, of hunting here in Kentucky. Of course, you know, I also want to have you guys on to, to discuss donation outdoors. So where does that idea kind of come from? You know, what inspired donation to, to actually, you know, come, come about. So when we started, we really didn't have anywhere to hunt. We was hunting behind Stephen's father-in-law, hunting behind my uncle's place. And we went an entire season of filming, didn't kill a deer. We saw, actually saw two 
two phone, you know, yearling does. And I was telling Stephen to shoot, and he wouldn't shoot. But, uh, you know, we, we really struggled. But we, we had a friend that uh, managed some property local to us, and a doctor's property he had personal land, and he had a lease, and uh, a quite, a, quite a big lease, about 2,000 acres. And he said, if you'll go in and clean the roads and kind of help me clean stands, move stands, and, you know, the kind of work we enjoy doing, he said, I'll let you shoot does only. And you can hunt till about December when the rut kicks in. Me and my family go hunt that side, and y'all have to, you know, move out. So we did. We started hunting. Started getting a couple of kills on film, and you know, we put a few things out on YouTube and you know, social media, mainly for for family and friends to laugh at us. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, we we said we got to come up with a name, and uh, you know, it just kind of come to us. I think we were sitting in the truck, and I told Stephen, I said, you know, he may make the comment. You know, we don't kill bucks, so we can't can't eat anything with bucks. And I said, well, what about donation? You know, and we both looked at each other and smiled, and and that's how donation was born. It was a, it was actually a, a another full year later before we started donating the meat. So now it looks like we had the greatest play on words. But I mean, I just think that was a good <laughs> Lord working that out, because now we donate 100 percent of our harvest to area food pantries, as well as you know shoot a lot of does we, we love a doe you know we, we like a big buck and like a mature buck but we we, we never rarely pass on the doe you know folks ask us a lot said you know you see any bucks and we're like no first doe walked out there you know put her in the truck and came home yeah. so uh, that, that's kind of how donation was born um you know the show has continued to involve and and, and, you know, in our humble opinions has continued to, to evolve to the level that, you know, we're getting a better show and better footage, better camera. I mean, all that comes with work and, and obviously time and money investment. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of evolved, you know, from the ministry standpoint. The why for donation is the ministry. We, we want to donate. We want to help feed those that are food insecure, and we want to make a difference. We want to give a sustainable meat that's lean and that's good for people to enjoy and um and get that out to the community those that need it um you know we we primarily or pretty much only do food pantries we get asked a lot to donate to to personal people or you know kill me a doe and you know it may not be the people that actually need it so we 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 stay true to our word and we stay true to to 100 percent you know we we donate it's hard to see them old back straps go through a grinder in the hamburger but we do everything in the one-pound packs of burger, you know, and that can go into spaghetti, chili, hamburgers. Uh, we like to think of it as that feeds four individuals, a family of four. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last four years, uh, we finished our fourth season. It's airing currently on local market, but we've donated 5,462 pounds, and that's fed roughly 22,000 people that's awesome. over the last four years. So, I mean, the Lord has blessed it. It continues to grow, and it's only because of him. I mean, he's given us this desire, and he's given us a way to truly reach out to the community and show, you know, Christ's hands and feet to those that need it. That's incredible that you guys have been able to, to donate that much. Is You know, to kind of go back to a little bit of, of my background, I mean, I was one of those kids that, like, a, a lot of the, the food pantry – I mean, a lot of that food, it came to my house just because, we, I mean, we weren't weren't necessarily economically, uh, I don't know what the word is, but economically blessed. But, I mean, like, so I can definitely relate to that on, on a personal level. And that's incredible that you guys have, have been able to do that and be able, like you said, just to use it as a ministry, use it as a platform. That's that's awesome 
to kind of go back to the name a little bit donation, you know, I I'd seen it on paper and I'd seen it like on Instagram and everything, but it wasn't until I actually said it out loud. I was like, that is the most clever thing I think I've ever heard donation. Like, <laughs> like that is awesome. I thought that was really cool that you guys, uh, I, I guess I came, came upon that. I don't know if by accident or whatever, but I thought that was, that was awesome. Yeah, that's a catchy name, and it really makes sense. I mean, we, you know, we we love to hunt. We love to archery hunt. Man, we love to shoot does. I mean, it's just, we get fired up. You know, I get just as rattled shooting an old mature doe as I do a buck. I mean, they're just, they're smart. They can smell you. And, man, they just, they'll drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, just the name is so fitting. And what's even more fitting is we didn't know where the, we didn't know where the good Lord was taking that. And to turn around a year later and start donating deer meat, and now it looks like it was the greatest play on words. But we never intended that. We named it back because we never shot a buck, you know. And the good Lord, like, listen, I got a plan. Y'all just do what I ask you to do, and I'll take care of it from there. And that's that's really how we've operated the last six, seven years. It's just, you know, we pray about donation. We pray about the people we meet. We pray about the doors that He opens and. We pray that he closes the doors that we don't need to go through. And, man, we could tell you some stories over the last seven years of just incredible things that have happened to us and incredible opportunities we've come across. And, you know, we we feel like if we keep the Lord out front, he'll take care of the rest. We meet Nikki Browder, yeah. you know. Yeah, we've met, I mean, we've met a guy named Nikki Browder on a, another ministry hunt last year good friends with him he's the one that's got the lease in kentucky that we just killed this buck and doe on so i mean the good lord just keeps opening doors for us so you know maybe he's listening to us <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're listening to him he's yeah. just rewarding us <laughs> so so was the uh you know keeping god in the center was that something that you guys had planned to do from the beginning or was that something that you know maybe came on you know, later on, or was that, I mean, was that part of the plan initially? Well, I'm going to say, you know, not really. When we first yeah. started filming, we had took, we had taken a hunt to an outfitter that filmed us. You know, we wasn't filming at the time. It was like a, a bucket list hunt. You know, a bunch of guys wanted to get together and just go pay for a hunt and kill deer. So when we got there, they put the guide in the tree with us, and he filmed our hunt. And then when we got home, they sent us the thumb drive, and that's really got me and Brett thinking we should film each other. So when we first started filming, we just wanted to be on somebody's field staff. You know, we wanted to be able to send somebody our footage, and maybe they'd show it on TV. So I think, you know, the more serious we got about it, the more that the Lord come into it, because, you know, we were thankful to be doing that, and eventually we're thankful to get back because you know we know it's a blessing and you know it's god's grace that we get to go out there and enjoy the outdoors so now we use that to give back you know and be a blessing to somebody else yeah it's yeah, absolutely he likes to share a story and i'll let him share it but you know just the doors that is open for us to to share with men's groups brotherhood breakfast wild game dinners uh we traveled to arkansas at uh in february of this year and uh, got to share with a big big group of guys over there and, and had some accept the Lord and, um, you know, rededications and stuff like that. And that's very rewarding. But I'll let Stephen kind of tell you how that came about. 
Yeah, so you can probably tell just from your conversations with Brett that he's the talker of this relationship. <laughs> so Brett came up to me one day at a football game. It was a Friday night football game. He said, hey, man, I think I got us a speaking engagement at a men's breakfast. And I said, no, you didn't get us one because I'm not speaking. He kind of laughed it off. Next week, we're back at another Friday night football game. He said, hey, man, we're going to speak two weeks. I said, man, I'm not speaking. That's not what I do. He said, man, well, I feel like we don't speak. God won't bless us. And I've been, we've been speaking ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he kind of hung that over my head. You know, now we, we'll travel anywhere. We love to go speak, especially men's breakfast or wild game dinner. Just so we can get a bunch of men together. Because, you know, we're, we're encouraging men to get involved with donations to help donate deer. You know, go fill your freezer up and then donate a dough. You know, we, we got a lot of men in our local area, really across the state, that are trying to get involved. You know, that's how it works. You know, we told you we donated 5,400 pounds worth of deer meat, but that's also people helping. You know, we go out and we find processors that are willing to get involved with us, you know, tell them about the ministry. And really, it's, how it's really they're the ones that make this whole thing work because they're doing it right now for no charge. You know, a hunter can take a deer in there and say, hey, this is for donation outdoors. And they take it from them free of charge. Mm-hmm. So it ain't just us donating the 5,000 pounds. We, we're having some help. And that's usually what we hit on when we speak. You know, let's find a processor in your area that believes in the ministry and believes in giving back and, you know, shares the same beliefs that we share. And, man, let's get people plugged in. Let's find a food pantry. There's, also, there's always somebody willing to take some meat. So let's... Uh, Let's use what the God's given us to bless somebody else. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's that's awesome that you guys have done that. And it's, I mean, it's like I said, you know, going back to to a little bit of my my background, I was one of those kids that I mean relied a lot on the food coming from food pantries. So to to know that there's there's guys out there who are using their platform to you know spread generosity and of course do it in in a way that's going to honor God, it's just absolutely incredible. And it's it's great that you guys have. Uh, you know, of course, had these speaking engagements too. Of course, you're on this podcast. I know you guys have done other things as well, but, you know, kind of going back to what, what you were saying is that the only thing I know, how, me personally, the only thing I know how to talk about is my faith and hunting. So that, that of course, brings me down to the, the Rice Elite podcast. I know that's something you guys can relate to too. So those are the only two things I know how to talk about. So if we can use those platforms, like what you guys have going on to, of course, lead men and lead people to, to Christ and use it in a way that's going to honor God. It's just, it's incredible to to see how God blesses that whenever we finally take that leap of faith and we step out in faith and be able to actually, you know, start listening to what, to what he's telling us. I mean, my pastor, he gave me some of the best advice. He said, listen to Jesus and do what he tells you to do. And I mean, that's exactly, you know, what it, what it kind of comes down to. And it's, cra- and it's crazy how, how much he blesses us whenever we're obedient to that. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of operate around the verse of Acts twenty thirty five, which you know Jesus says it's better to give than receive. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we kind of take that with us everywhere we go, and that's kind of the you know the, the cornerstone of what we're doing. That's our mission is to give back. Um, so God's been really good to us, and you know if we can use it to be a blessing to somebody else, our little local food pantry right here in Elmore County, you know they're serving five hundred families a month. So we, you know, Brett and I, we'll take 300 pounds over there on a Friday, 
and they'll have a give out on Saturday, and they'll give every bit of it away. You know, it's it's kind of been a play on words, but they they call us the Doughboys. They'll <laughs> come there and ask. Yeah, they'll say, "Hey, the Doughboys been by because they're they're looking for that deer meat. They know that you know it's lean. They know it's healthy. They know it's great. I mean, it's great eating. You know, they look for it. So you know, we can't give enough. You know, you think taking two thousand pounds of meat over there, you're doing something, but you know, there's always somebody else that needs some. And the more people we can get involved, the more processes we can find, the bigger we can grow this thing. The, you know, the more the Lord's going to get the credit for it. And you know, even from an educational standpoint, the people who don't hunt, you know, we're just not out there, you know, murdering deer. You know, we're, right. we're giving this thing to the to the people in our community, our neighbors, our friends. You know, and sometimes our families. You know, these these people right here live across the street that we're helping. So. You, you guys must have a something about Alabama down there. It's just you guys are really good with play on words, I guess, because doughboys and donation. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's great. But no, you're right, though, about the whole education thing, though. I mean, because I think a lot of people, especially people who don't hunt or maybe aren't familiar with it or they didn't grow up in it or they don't have family members or whatever the issue may be. I think there is a, a general stereotype that some people will label on a hunter that you know, they're just out there, like you said, murdering deer, or they're just out there just to get their grip and grin picture. If they even know what a grip and grin is, grip and grin picture with a deer. And then, you know, they just leave it laying there. And when, of course, none of that's true. And it's, it's great to see, you know, people like you and people that are utilizing the, the meat and doing it in a way that's of course, you know, being generous to, to people that are in need and being able to, to donate this stuff to people who may not be getting food otherwise like you got people literally waiting for the food to get there most likely because that that's that's so you know that time of year that may be what they're relying on to to make sure they're getting nutrition so you know i think it's of course great and then you know and having that biblical base of acts 20 35 um one of the things i, I was reading that that passage a little bit before i got connected with you guys and um because I'm actually doing a, a study in Acts, the book of Acts right now, which is pretty interesting. But just a couple of days ago, I read that and I saw it on your all's website. And uh, verse 33 says that I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold. And I was like, well, that's a perfect, I guess, kind of segue into kind of talking about, you know, that you guys have a, a show, a platform, of course, around like doe, female deer and but if you turn on, you know, like any kind of hunting show, you're going to see big bucks. So, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that you guys have have targeted a, a gender of deer that a lot of people don't necessarily pay a whole lot of attention to. They're just kind of like the one that you let walk by kind of thing. And I think it's, uh, I guess, in a world of big bucks, I think it's great that you guys have, have really brought attention and brought that education piece to, you know, the, the hunting industry. Don't get us wrong, Tyler. We like to shoot bucks too. But <laughs> well, well, yeah, we of course, right. <laughs> many does. We 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 do our we do our duty. We get a lot of opportunities to come in and, and do some doe management. You know, some of these areas that sell maybe trophy hunts and stuff. You know, they don't. You know, somebody comes in, shoots their trophy, they're done. You know, they're they're not interested in helping with doe management. But you know as well as I do that that buck to doe ratio and that herd's got to be in a healthy balance for for the deer to thrive. For the bucks to get bigger, for it to be enough food for the fawns, for the for the does to grow and be proper size. I mean, all that plays into it, uh, the management side of it. So 
you know, we get a lot of those type opportunities to come in and, and specifically, you know, uh, target does. So I mean, we have no qualms about it. We we love to shoot a dope, but but don't don't get us wrong. Now we we go out to Oklahoma and the one thirty one one thirty to one sixty walks out. There'll be an arrow let loose. <laughs> right, of course, of course. I mean, of course you can't let those uh big bucks go by, but can't forget about the does either. So <laughs> yeah, if you have does that you need fan now, man, we we have bow and we'll travel. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, every time we go to an outfitter, we usually shake hands, do introduction, and Brett asks if we can shoot those. You know, we I know it's funny, but we've had disagreements in the stand, a little bit of bickering back and forth because we have a doe out on the field, and Brett would be, shooter, shooter, and I'm like, man, let's just wait a minute. Let's see if a bug comes out. So we definitely don't waste any time. We we like to fill the coolers up because, you know, there's a mission. You know, we... We got a little hashtag that we put with some of our stuff on social media that says hunting for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose. The purpose is we're going to fill coolers because we have people that need it. You know, and uh, we get picked at every now and then about putting back straps in the cooler. They're like, y'all don't keep them? Like, no. If we kept them, then we wouldn't be donating 100%. You know, it's not about Brett and I. You know, Brett and I have been blessed enough that we can go to the grocery store and we can buy meat. You know, this is, this is about giving back because we know that we've been blessed. So that's the purpose, that's the mission, and that's donation. So that's what it is. That's great. So you guys do 100%, like all of your all of your deer meat, you guys donating all of it. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. So how does that whole process work for you? I mean, I know you got into it a little bit, but I mean, so from the time that you pull the trigger, those on the ground, to it's on the plate at somebody's house. I mean, how does that whole process kind of work for for you guys from your perspective? So, of course, out of state, you know, with CWD being so rampant, our, our, our state's trying to keep it from joining their state. With Alabama's laws, any state we come from has to be deboned. Mm-hmm. If we do shoot a buck, you know, it has to be free of brain matter and the skull clean and, um, uh, every precaution taken to make sure we're we're importing the meat and the deer in a, in a manner no bones um no opportunity for cross-contamination so you know when we travel you know we we shoot the deer we take it back to the skinnish shed and we skin the deer and we debone the deer right there pack it on ice and it travels home with us um, once we get it home or when we're hunting around here we have participating processors and what's really cool with the processors is we try to find a processor in each county. So we tell them, if you take this deer meat, it's going to go back to your your friends, your relatives, your community that need it. So we're very specific about if it's donated in that, that community or that, that county, it goes to a food pantry. That food pantry may be served through a local church. Um, you know, we do that over here in our little local area. And then we got several food pantries and food banks that we give to but it's been exciting to see it expand you know we're, we're up to six or seven uh food processors uh, now deer processors even up in north alabama uh we're donating deer in tennessee and arkansas now so i mean what Stephen and i intended to grow per a county per year was our initial you know if you want to say two to five year plan was to see the ministry grow it's already expanded out of state so i mean it's it's really humbling but 
once they get that meat, they, they grind it into all burger and one pound packs. And then when it's ready, Stephen and I go pick it up and we make the delivery. And then like Stephen hit on earlier, they have served days and that meat's given out. Uh, we, we hear stories about clients saying that they prefer the deer meat over chicken and, and beef. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd rather have the deer. So, I mean, you know, you know, as well as I do, um, you know, elk, deer, all that's a very lean meat. And don't get me wrong, we, we do some travel, obviously, and when we go into camp and stuff, folks may cook us some deer meat, but it's not deer we harvested. But at any rate, we still get our fix. We get asked that a lot of times, watch, y'all don't like deer meat? We love deer meat. But, you know, that's just where our heart is. We we want to we want to donate 100%. So, you know, we, we get a little backstrap every now and then when we travel, you know, to hunt camp or, you know, some, some elk fajitas or something like that. And, and we certainly enjoy it. But like Stephen said, I mean, if we, if we want meat, we can go to the store and we're in a position we can buy it for our family. So, um, you know, when we can take that meat and, and give it back, that's that's the true purpose. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I think it's just that that selflessness. I think is is what uh, I think is really incredible about your all's platform is that because I'm trying, I'm sitting here trying to put myself in your all's shoes, and um, you know, as much as I want to say that I could do the same, I don't know if I could. I just love deer meat, but <laughs> but, but, but no, I th- I, th- I do think that the the selflessness I think is something that obviously it um is helping, of course you know, local communities. And I know you guys are seeing the impact of that. And I know you're seeing it firsthand and being able to be there like on the ground and handing it to these families. But I think, of course, you know, I think it honors God as well. I mean, like we've said, you know, just a minute ago that, that I think he honors us whenever we are, you know, putting him first. And, you know, I think the whole, our relationship with Jesus is not, it's not like it's something that gets added on to our lives. It's something that replaces our life. Like he says, die to yourself. And I think it's, you know, I think you guys in a way are kind of doing that same kind of thing because you're putting yourself aside. Like, I mean, of course you are getting a little bit of it, but that's, but like you were saying, it's not your, your goal is to do the 100%. And I just think that that generosity, I think is inspiring. And I think it's something that is, that's pretty incredible about donation outdoors, pretty incredible about what you guys have done. So, um, you know, if, if somebody was interested in starting something similar to donation outdoors, or they wanted to expand off the name of donation outdoors with what you guys are doing directly. I mean, how does that process kind of work with, with other, you know, in other States and other regions? Yeah. So man, you know, one of our visions is to have donation all across the country. I mean, we want to serve everybody, right? We want this thing to really grow. And, you know, obviously we want the Lord in the front of it, but you know, we'd love to start chapters across the country, you know, we'll find like-minded hunters that, understand the mission to believe in what we're doing and man we'll jump in there and help you find a processor uh we'll help you find some people in your community kind of get behind you and you know we can start chapters all across the country all it takes is somebody with a you know a heart for jesus and a heart for the mission and kind of understands the purpose and man we can start you a chapter and you can be a a donation kentucky chapter if you want to and you know we can get you plugged in and get you giving back and find you a food pantry and then all it takes is just letting the air sling or shooting the old smoke pole and dropping some nose and yes it's not hard i mean it's just being willing you know and being consistent with what we're doing 
we thought it was going to be difficult to, to donate the meat. You know, Stephen and I like, you know, we go in and sit down with the director at the food pantry, tell her our idea and what we want to do. And we were like, oh, it's going to be all this red tape. And they're like, no, we'll take every ounce you can get us. You know, a uh, certified uh, deer processor in, in the state of Alabama is, is fine to work with. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be USDA approved, but they do have to be certified through the health department. So, you know, I mean, that's, it was easy. Another open door, another another way the Lord just said, you know, let me worry about those small things. That's right. And, you know, we, we've got some, some bylaws that we've created, but, you know, really all the bylaws are, so, you know, we want godly men. Mm-hmm. You know, we... Or women. Or women, you know, it doesn't matter. We just, we want somebody who's got the heart of the Lord. You know, we, you know, we want... You know, trustworthy people that are going to respect the name of donation. Obviously, if they're going to be using it and use it in a manner that's pleasing to the Lord. You know, obviously, respect the animals, respect the game. You know, a big heart for people, and you know, all that just comes with you know understanding the mission and believing in the mission. So it's not hard to get involved. And that was one of the, uh, I guess, the other questions I had for you was that, you know, of course, every I mean, I guess every kind of food pantry, every kind of, uh, I guess, food organization, they have some kind of rules as far as you know, what types of meat and that kind of thing that they can come through. But, I mean, it sounds like, at least in the state of Alabama, and I'm sure in a lot of states around the, the area, that they probably have something pretty similar. I mean, do you guys have resources or do you guys have, uh, you know, people that you guys specifically talk to in order to, to determine those types of, to, of rules or anything like that? Usually we just lean on the food pantries, you know, yeah. each food pantry have a director and, you know, we'll just sit down with them and say, you know, is there anything that we need to be aware of? Is there anything you require? And, you know, with everyone that we've dealt with so far, they're like, you know, we don't. Just make sure it's clean and wrapped properly and we'll take as much as you can get, as fast as you can get it. How many uh, hunters do you have typically, like in a certain area that may that may donate to a specific pantry is this or is this do you have other hunters in the area that that are kind of teamed up with you guys that kind of help out uh, consistently we may have you know 30 to 40 in our local area mm-hmm. another thing is we don't advertise a lot for our uh, food process our deer processors because one they're doing it for free so we know that they're trying to make a living and they're working hard to, to earn their money and right. we don't want to take anything away from them so um Usually, you know, it's just word of mouth and, you know, obviously we have them listed on our Facebook and we speak to them, but we don't want to bombard them either because we know that they're doing a, a service free of charge. But actually this year, we're looking into paying the processors per pound. You know, we feel like we've gotten to a spot and some of our sponsors that are willing to kick in and just take care of them because really the process is the one that makes all this work. Yeah. You know, without we couldn't do this you know obviously brett and i we we're not wanting to get into the processing business because we like to hunt right. so but without the processes it wouldn't be possible so we really need to figure out a way to get back to them and make sure they're covered on their end because they're really doing us a, a good favor yeah that, that uh uh deer processing man that's a that's a tough gig and it's they're they're working especially you know come october november man it's sun up to sundown people coming in dropping their 
your deer off. That's a, that's a lot of hard work, especially, you know, if you're doing that for free, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that aspect of it. Yeah. We have some processes. We, you know, they can put a cap on, you know, if you can just do four deer, you can do 10 deer, really whatever makes sense to the processor. We're asking for anything. We're mm-hmm. not telling you to, to do a hundred, you know, you tell us what you want to do and we're perfectly fine with it because, you know, every pound, every pound means something. So even if you do four deer, you know, you're probably looking at 80 to a hundred pounds of meat, you know, that's 400 people you just fed. So, you know, every, every little bit counts. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. I'm glad I was able to connect with you guys and I, I appreciate you taking some time this evening to discuss donation outdoors and really your all's mission. And, you know, of course, keeping Jesus in, in the, the, the front seat of the whole process and that's that's pretty awesome that you guys have done that so where can listeners where can they connect with you guys where can they check out your platforms connect with you on social media all those types of things yeah the easiest way is social media you know facebook and instagram of course we're on youtube and this is i know we've talked about it the entire podcast but it's donation d-o-e it's spelled d-o-e nation instead of the typical word donation but uh you know look us up on instagram facebook uh, our website is on all those. It's easy click. Uh, takes you there. Tells you a little bit more about the show, the the ministry, and um, you know, way to donate and stuff like that. So I mean, we have a lot of options out there. Um, Email is pretty straightforward. It's donationoutdoors at gmail dot com. Um, you know, but that's that's usually on our website. You can hit contact us, and we get that email. And, we get messages on Facebook. We try to respond as soon as possible. You know, not always during work, but, you know, we don't leave a message unturned. We return all of them. So, um, you know, it's 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 pretty easy to get in touch with us, actually. You know, you would you would think it'd be tougher, but, um, you know, we, we take great pride in telling people about the ministry and getting more people involved. You know, it's, it's just really contagious. It seems like the more people we tell about it, the more the more it grows and the more people want to be involved. And, uh, you know, really like the idea. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're currently airing in, in the Alabama market. This is our fourth season on the local market. We're on two ABC affiliates, one in central Alabama, one in north Alabama that covers Alabama and covers southern Tennessee. And, um, you know, we've been very blessed there. We're, we're, we just aired our 10th um, episode this past Sunday. And, um, you know, we got three more. We run 13 episodes like a typical show does for a quarter. And, um, you know, the Lord's really blessing that we, we're starting to gain some traction. We're starting to pick up some national uh, attention. And, and hopefully the good Lord continues, we feel like he is, continues to move us in that direction. We want to continue to do the local markets. Um, you know, we got some fantastic local sponsors that we provide them a service with advertising. But, you know, we we we're really been praying about it and we kind of feel the Lord nudging us to move this to a national stage. That's how we're really going to see the growth. And that's how we're going to start developing these chapters and see donation really take off and continue to serve a lot of people. So Q4 of next year, we're looking to move to a national network. Um, you know, we're still working out the details. We're still, still looking for them sponsors, you know, too. So, you know, if you know anybody, Tyler, just let us know. But, <laughs> right. Right. So, the Lord's provided this far, and, and we're, we're positive that he's going to continue to provide. Thank you so much for all the information. I'll make sure all that stuff, it ends up down in the details of the show. I mean, everybody can 
go down there and I'll hyperlink everything. They can click on those links directly from the details and be able to head, be able to check out donation outdoors. And I've watched some, some of your all's episodes, your recent ones, and I've really liked the show itself. And I think you guys, you know, you guys are doing it the right way. And I think, you know, of course, honoring the God in the process. And, you know, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, being on the rise Kelly podcast with me. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler, you know, our show ends each week with a hunting grace segment. That's usually a typically that's a local pastor or pastor Joe's done those for us each year. He, he actually did two this year and, and close out our show. So we share Christ in every episode. I mean, we, we want our show to come across as yeah, we're hunters, but you know, we love the Lord and, and we love good godly fellowship and, you know, at the end of the show, we're, we're going to tell you we love Christ and, and Christ loves you. So, you know, that's the way we typically like to close. But, uh, Tyler, we appreciate you having us on. Appreciate you reaching out to us. And, uh, Lord, I, I hope we can get together and I hope our paths cross real soon. Hopefully we can hunt together one day. Man, that'd be awesome. I'd love to get that squared away and get that figured out because I'd, I'd love to be yeah, able to connect with you guys. Though. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We're, we'll, we'll work that, that <laughs> out. <so. laughs> All right, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, there you go. There is my conversation with Brett and Steven of Donation Outdoors. I know you guys gained a lot from that. That was a truly inspiring story that they have. And just being able to hear their heart of generosity towards other people is just absolutely incredible. So thank you guys for listening to the Rice Lee podcast today. I want to ask that if you guys got any kind of value from today's episode, then to leave the Rice Lee podcast a rating and review on the podcast platform that you're listening on. Ratings and reviews help out the show a ton. I mean, I I have to thank all you guys that have already left those ratings and reviews. And to see that those numbers continue to grow and to see the kind words that you guys are putting out there is is truly inspiring and encouraging for me being the producer and the founder of the show. So thank you all so much for that. And if you guys do get any value from the show, I just want to ask that you guys will leave that rating and review on the podcast platform that, that you guys are listening on. So again, thank you so much for checking out the Rice Kelly podcast today. Click that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our weekly episodes. And be sure to tune in to the Rice Kelly podcast next week. So until then, those of you guys that are out hunting right now, with the season starting, I want to wish you guys the best. And hopefully you guys are able to get some meat in the freezer and some animals on the ground. And be sure to tune in to the Rice Kelly podcast next week. See you guys later.